0: Well, welcome back to the Court of Three podcast with me and Lisa. Uh, We just wanted to say thank you so much for listening, subscribing, downloading uh, these first few episodes. Really excited about uh, tonight and what we get to talk about um, this evening. Just to kind of set the stage, kind of give you a picture of where we are. We are in our living room. Lisa has the house beautifully decorated. I've got a fire going in the firebox. The stockings are hung. The mantle is decorated with garland and lights. And it's like 74 <laughs> degrees inside the house, at least in the living room. So it's a little warm.
1: It's a warm winter a, wonderland. Yeah, it's a
0: warm winter wonderland in here so um but before we do get started there has been a question that has been asked of me in regards to who our target audience is and the answer to that question is you are you are our target audience. everybody Every, yeah everybody and the reason That is, is why, Lisa?
1: Well, our hope, as we toyed around, you know, just the two of us talking um, for several months, said, hey, let's do a podcast. Um, Our hope is that it's not just another podcast that's out there, but one that in listening to us discuss life, um, situations, uh, ups and downs, that it will spark conversation um, around your tables, in your cars, at your places of, of business, at the office, in your small groups, with your friend groups, um, and that the conversation then. Our hope, and I think Spencer has said this before, is you know that you you laugh, you cry, uh, you think and then hopefully you're moved to maybe do something, maybe stop something, um, maybe make a change, maybe step out of a comfort zone, maybe reach out to someone.
0: Yeah. So at the end of the day, you are our target audience. If you're listening to this, (laughs) you are our target audience. And we hope that you have your emotions Uh, moved to tears we hope that you laugh we hope that you think Um, we hope that you consider life Mm -hmm. so and Lisa's over here moving her hand like you need to hurry up because I got things to do she does that in every episode that we've ever my done. My life
1: moves we've, at a faster pace.
0: We've done, you've done that yours. in every episode. I, every I, one. I'm trying to keep you, you look on at, track. You look at me and you do, and you rotate your Honey, arm. Honey, I'm keeping like, you on track. It's like, I don't know what that is. It's in like production. It's like in production, it's it's like production
1: and you watch the counter and you,
0: yeah. Listen, I am trying to ruthlessly eliminate her I know, From my I life.
1: Know. I know. Don't you rush me. You help me slow down. Don't
0: rush me take it easy take it easy it's all good it's all good so um one thing uh that happened this week um is a on one, on some in some cases this is a it's a sad um this is a sad thing uh in my life because I'll never get to see him again this side of heaven but um this is also a a joyful time for, uh, this guy. And I cannot, I cannot weep for him because I know where he is, but my good friend, coach Isaiah Berry passed away, uh, this week. And, uh, I know his funeral, I think is scheduled for next Saturday. And, but, um, on Tuesday, we had our Uh, We had our FCA Northeast Georgia uh, directors meeting and I had asked Jesse, one of my staff, to uh, lead the leadership conversation, the leadership talk. And um, the first thing that she talked about was for us to be gate openers, not so much gate keepers, but gate openers. And she was looking at that like, all right, how can we open gates for other staff to you know, be introduced to donors that might be able to support a ministry or introducing staff to coaches and, and just being that gate opener for people to thrive in their ministry, being able to help them in their ministry. Well, Coach Isaiah Berry was a gate opener for me. Coach Berry has been in the Winder community for a long time. And what I believe, um, where he came for maybe just a little bit, he wound up staying in Winder, uh, probably for the the large part of his entire education um, career um, and his coaching career and his, his imp- his impact and his influence on coaches and athletes, teachers, the community, it's one of those things where it's just not measurable. Um, but Coach Isaiah Barry in 2003 is when I met him for the first time when I had moved, when we had moved to the First Baptist Church of Winder and to go on staff there and Our community um, really on Friday nights, Friday night football games was the place to go Mm -hmm. in the fall. And one of our first times going, I looked down on the track and there was my old football coach, Coach Jeff Beggs. And I ran down to go see him and he was like, Spencer, whatever, you know, whatever, you're welcome on our campus anytime. He just opened the door. For us and for me to be on campus and that wound up opening up a door to be around the football team and then to get to meet coaches and then I got to meet coach Barry I didn't really realize how much of an icon coach Barry was in our community at that time but he really was uh, an influential man in the lives of so many people and what an honor to be able to have known him, but then even more um, in 2003, towards the end of the football season, Coach Barry had invited me. Said Spencer, "I want you to be the chaplain for our football program next, starting next year." And he just opened it up to me, and that started my ministry with uh, being able to serve coaches and athletes in 2003 and. Um, and so for you know 17, 18 years now, being able to do ministry to coaches and athletes, uh, namely coaches now, but uh, man, what a what a joy to have known that man. Uh, I can, he always called me Spence. He never called me Spencer. Mm-hmm. He always called me Spence. And anytime I ask Coach Barry, Coach, how you doing? He goes, I'm better than I deserve. And that rough kind of voice that he that he had, I'm better than I deserve, you know. And I can still see him on the sidelines sitting on the end of the um, – at the end of the – where the players are. He's always on one side or the other. Um, but – and at that point, he's now coaching the kickers. And he had them kickers kicking the ball pretty good and – people respected him and people loved him. He was a follower of Jesus. He served in his church. Um, I even had him come speak to our students when, when I was on staff at First Baptist Winder. And um, I just, man, I'm just grateful for that opportunity to have known Coach Barry. And um, yes, I'm saddened by his death, but I know where Coach Barry is I know that he's no longer hurting. I know that he is with Jesus and he is uh, better than he deserves. Um, so I'm going to miss him but man, what a what a gate opener he has been uh, for me. So, well, that was a little bit of something that I experienced this week but on a Somewhat funny note, you've kind of had a nutty week this week.
1: Oh, yeah, I yeah. mean, um you're talking about gate opener. the floodgates came open, but I don't think it was in a way we wanted it to happen
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um we were practicing hold on who we well, my school lower school yes had our it was the elementary and middle. Uh, schoolers were involved with a musical, our Christmas program, that um, they have done for many years at Westminster. And we have grown, which is a great thing, and kind of outgrown the staging area in the gym, because we don't have a separate auditorium at our school. And as well, the parking on campus is a little tricky, especially as you have multiple family members grandparents coming to a program like this so this year Watkinsville First Baptist graciously offered to let us use the facilities so this
0: is like a kid's cantata
1: yeah yeah it's not like when we grew up you know we had the cantatas and we had the hanging of the. that's such a funny word cantata
0: the cantata
1: yeah okay anyway so
0: This was a kid's cantata.
1: It was a kid's Christmas program. Christmas program. They have worked so hard. These students, Mrs. Wills is our music teacher. She is not only a precious person, she is super talented. Very talented. And just a wonderful, wonderful music teacher for these students that she works with. We are so blessed to have her. And she begins... Basically, pretty much as soon as we start school, she starts in little ways preparing them for this Christmas program with Christmas music, songs, um, scripture that they recite, um, little you know, monologues or dramatic readings that they have interspersed. And this was the week of our program. So we needed to do a dress rehearsal at the actual place, and so we thought this was going to be, you know, kind of like a fun field trip. <laughs> we we haven't had any field trips um, until this year. I know some of the younger ones have been able to take some field trips, but actually with our class, of third graders, we're still trying to find some places that are actually open um, for us to take some enriching field trips so I kind of played it up to my kids we're going to get on the bus where it's going to be great we're, we're going to do a little bit of work that morning and then load up we're going to be traveling right down the road to the church many of them go to this church I said it's going to be the stage is going to be set and we're going to practice our musical well that was about all the fun we had was loading the bus um <laughs> it just kind of went downhill from there. Um,
0: so this is a fallout.
1: Literally. Literally
0: a fallout. Literally. Oh, boy. We
1: are in maybe the second song. And, you know, we're having to stop and really practice coming to microphones. And a lot of kids on the stage. A lot of standing. Um, and we had... One child, I didn't even see that one happen, um, the teacher rushed right up to him and had him. And uh, He had passed out um, just very briefly. Um, she had him in her arms and was um, coaxing him, telling him he's okay. I actually... Had water with me, like I carry around, and um, I had been drinking it. But I thought, well, it's pretty safe to splash on his face. <laughs> I think he can, he, he can handle that. I won't make him drink my after me. But we splashed it on his face, cooled him off, set him off, uh, off of the stage, down in a chair, got him taken care of, and I, I don't even remember. Maybe. A couple of more lines into the song, maybe just barely into the next song, and it happened again. And I thought, a second kid I have never seen this happen before in my life. I was raised, you know, doing the Christmas programs, like we said, um, huge musicals at Prince Avenue that I was involved in singing Christmas Tree, and I did drama and theater. Many, many programs and had never seen this. So, after the second one, and bless her heart, um, hers was a little more serious because she did bump her head, but she is okay. Um, we're praying for her um, to completely heal from this mild concussion she has. But you know, then it frightens the children. Maybe they didn't really see the first one or notice what was going on. Now, maybe they've seen the second one and we have her down and we're getting some ice for her head. And we're like, okay, are we getting too hot? Everybody take off your sweatshirt. So here go 200 sweatshirts and cardigans, (laughs) all Westminster outerwear, you know, which we have said, please put your name in your clothing. Here is a prime example of why you needed your name and your clothes. Because we're just like, take it off, throw it to your teacher. Take it off, throw it on the floor, throw it off the stage. Just get all of the sweatshirts and coats off. You know, to help them as they're standing under these lights, and then we talk to them about you know let's kind of not lock our knees. we got to be careful about you know kind of standing on one leg and rest and then you know trade and stand on the other one, but give your keep your knees slightly bent um, and you're not going to believe this. What? I got back to the front row of my where I was sitting mm-hmm. next to Mrs. Wills. And she was amazing, you know, the first one. And she said, just look at me, and the teachers are handling it, and your friend is okay. And she did. She just kept trying to go and reassure the kids everything was fine and keep going as normal as possible. Second one, we took a little break, kind of went over those things, took sweatshirts off. And then it happened a third time. Man. Yes. Here go Mrs. Green and Miss Breedlove up on the stage again, you know, grabbed her in our arms, put her head in my lap, splashing water on the face again. Um, And just, you know, again, reassuring the friends around that this friend is okay. We're taking care of her. Your teachers are right here. um, It's all right. This happens. It's okay. Um, But, I'm sure quite traumatic for a lot of these kids. So then we have, you know, then teachers and all the teacher's aides and the other staff, they're trying to, you know, not only help those three that we get down off the stage, do we need some crackers? We need actual bottles of water that they themselves can drink, maybe some candy. Um, Caleb was great. I, I know he felt bad, but this was not his fault. It was no one's fault Um, And nothing anyone could have done to to truly avoid this. Um, But now you have kids crying, um, wanting their mom, just not understanding, you know. And then even, you know, you think about this world that these little ones have grown up in the last two years. And they even think, is is this catching? Is this going to happen to me? You know, Um, so just a, a different insight than I think. You know we would maybe normally have had but I will say truly I think it was a combination of a lot of things um, out of routine uh, food can affect it um, you know just the, the standing the up and down uh, a little warm maybe on stage and risers and lights that we're not used to um, just a lot of things. Man, it
0: sounded like the spirit of God was really moving in that musical.
1: Well, here's the thing, you know, I thought
0: it was wow. like a it was like a is... it like a Benny Hinn party. Everybody just falling in the Baptist out. Church, in the Baptist Church, no less, no
1: less. Oh what? my goodness! No, and poor all, children. I know all just aside. Teachers.
0: So you're a third was... grade, so you're a third grade teacher, really specializing in dental pulling. I and, do that a lot, yes. In uh, first aid. First aid, fainting spells, mm-hmm. um, counseling. Counseling.
1: Yes. Um, breathing techniques. Bre- yeah, breathing hyperventilating. techniques.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But all jokes aside, I sat there and I did. I thought, you know, these children, and Thursday night was the program, and it was precious, Spencer. They sang, this wasn't jingle bells. And Rudolph, these were hymns. These were the Christmas songs mm-hmm. that tell the story of the birth of our Savior, of Emmanuel, God with us. And Scripture was read, you know. And I thought, not to over spiritualize, and I never want to give Satan credit. Um,
0: no, he don't need any. Credit. No,
1: but I do, you know. But I any. do think. He loves to stop things like that sure he does. And, and throw a wrench in it and cause discord sure. or confusion because that's what he does. But God was honored in that program that night. And all of the children are fine and well. And, you know, I just thought, not today, Satan. No, not today.
0: That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Not today, Satan.
1: No matter what. But I did have to confess, I got on the bus, Mm -hmm. and I did tell the bus driver, you had better not have a flat tire. You had better not (laughs) run out of gas. I just need you to get us back to the school safely because it's not even halfway through. Well, it was about a little after 12, and I had already had enough. (laughs) I didn't know how much more we could take. We did. We got back, and the rest of the day went smoothly, and the program was God
0: honoring. Did any teachers have any uh, falling out? Any, no. any teachers faint? No, nothing. We
1: found some chocolate, and we had some dark chocolate, chocolate on hand all, just in chocolate case. Chocolate fixes everything. Yes, for teachers, it does.
0: Chocolate fixes everything. Man, well, that's uh, that's pretty interesting.
1: Yes, so. Talking about God honoring in this the season, this you know Advent of anticipation leading up to Jesus's birth. You tell what we did Friday night.
0: We got to go see the Chosen uh, Christmas with the Chosen, the Messengers Mm -hmm. is what we got to see. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, after it was at the
1: movie theater. It was at
0: the movie theater. And I didn't really know what to expect. I thought maybe this might be like a special movie, like actual movie Mm. that Mm -hmm. they had produced specifically for the big screen. Right. Not for like the regular uh, chosen TV series that, you know, the streaming series for season, I think they're working on season three or. I thought this might just be a special deal. Right. I you know, you just told me, Hey, I wanna go see this and yes. will you buy us tickets? And I'm like, Yeah, let's go, you know. <clears throat> I think that was the first time I'd actually been in a movie theater since before um since before COVID hit, actually. Right. So I'm like, Yeah, let's go You know. So we get in there and we get our you know, you get your popcorn and y'all's drinks and whatnot and Man, the of course, Dallas Jenkins and those guys at The Chosen, they just do an incredible job. Yes, they do. Now, some people may have complaints or something along those lines um, for maybe how they do things or whatever. I I don't know. I don't really see any complaints. They take
1: interpretation. Yes, there's
0: there's some freedom in terms of... In, in terms of the um, interpretation and they 've
1: never claimed that no. this is exactly what the never. Bible says correct,
0: but what I really appreciate most about what um, Dallas and the mm-hmm. producers do mm-hmm. with the chosen is they bring an element of humanity yes. that is very difficult to 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 capture in the in the In the Bible, although the bible it there's humanity that you see and you read about, but there are certain places where it seems like there's gaps in in the stories, and what the chosen has done, at least for me and maybe for others, is that it helps to kind of weave close those gaps and weave the story a lot tighter.
1: I feel like. Watching their episodes, right, that I can step into that a little more.
0: Yes. Yes. yeah.
1: It, it, it comes alive, and I can find places with each person's story where I can relate, and I can see myself mm-hmm. and insert myself and the feelings and the emotions yeah, and it the, moves you. Yes. Yes, it moves you. I appreciate that.
0: And Mm -hmm. the uh, what we saw, you know, Friday night, Mm. the music in there with the different artists was so beautiful. It was so. It was just awesome. It was
1: done in a just a, a great way. It really was. How they they would use the different artists with specific songs and telling. The story, and a lot of the songs had a a neat or unique twist to them. Right. Whether it was instruments or the vocals. Um, And it was on set, so you had that feel of Bethlehem or, you know, ancient, um, the ancient town. Yes. And it was mixed with monologues Mm -hmm. of the names of Jesus, yep. some very specific names that tie Old Testament and New Testament and um, history and mm-hmm. prophecy. Um, super yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: my favorite, my favorite part in that whole, that, in that movie piece was um, the, um, when they got to, this, to the birth narrative Yes. Of Jesus. So it
1: actually was like a short film. It was like a little short film, right? Yes.
0: Had a little short film, and it started off in like 48 AD. AD.
1: Yeah, and you're like, huh?
0: And I'm like, okay, this is kind of. Right. What's going on here? Right. Why did we just
1: jump? I thought this this was about Jesus being born.
0: 4 BC, and I'm not going
1: to
0: spoil it for anybody, but. But they tie it back. Wow, what a. What an incredible way to weave
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mary, the mother of Jesus, in her story,
1: her part, her in
0: part story. in the story. Mm-hmm. It was awesome.
1: Yes, it was great. It was highly
0: great. encourage anyone to go and see that. It and was what was amazing. the line
1: from it that
0: people must know? Yes, people must know. And people must know the people must know the story of Jesus mm-hmm. people must know and you know at that time the New Testament wasn't written people were mm-hmm. people were sharing the gospel by using the Old Testament mm-hmm. and at this time now the New Testament is being written and and in and that in of itself had its own challenges of it being written where I mean people's lives were in danger during that period of time. And the care by that by trying took, to tell the story. By trying, by trying, to, trying to tell the story. That yes. That
1: the savior has come. Yes. Yes.
0: So anyway, it uh it that was pretty cool. It was just awesome to see that. It really was.
1: Mm-hmm. So talked to you know about singing and musicals and the Christmas story, mm-hmm. and
0: the
1: chosen movie. But this time of year also is a hard time for a lot of people.
0: Yes, it is.
1: And um, you know, I was praying the other day, and I was just, I was, it, it, God was bringing to mind. Just people that have lost loved ones this year and how holidays then magnify that hurt Mm -hmm. sometimes and other hurts maybe that you've experienced in the year. Um, And we automatically think holidays are joyful, but maybe not for everyone. You're right. And maybe um, more out there struggle than maybe we really realize and they don't. They hide it or they don't let on. Um, And I know you've had struggles yourself Mm -hmm. with depression and those feelings. Um, And I think this time of year, that's what a lot of people experience. So how do you manage this reality if it's something that you have had a struggle with you know I think that could speak to a lot of people
0: well so and just to give give it some context for people that may not know um in 2017 I was diagnosed with um the official term is dysthymia which is a functional depression and anxiety and basically i was grinding through life and finally hit a place where um i just couldn't go anymore and and i've shared this with other people i don't i don't mind sharing sharing it now but I I was done. I was ready to check out. And what scared me the most is I knew how I was going to do it. And that's when you and I sat down. And you you looked down at me and said, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you need help. And that's when I started to get help. And I, I will also preface what I'm about to say with managing... This reality of having depression and having anxiety. Depression comes in um, different. Um, I oh, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm not not different. really different forms, but different. Not really levels. What's the What's the word? Manifestations? No, it's like, um, it's it's varied in terms of um, its impact on people. You know, some people can have a mild case of depression Mm -hmm. and it can be kind of a quick onset or something triggers Mm -hmm. it. And then they Mm -hmm. can deal with it for a temporary period of time. Then other people have to manage depression like at... And it's and it's very heavy, and mm-hmm. they have, you know, very strong medications in order to manage the depression and the anxiety mm-hmm. that that they may deal. So it comes, it, it it's a, it, it's a varied, um, it varies widely in terms of its. Um, again, I'm at a loss for words here. In terms of its stages or its um, impact okay. on a, on a person. That does sense. that make sense? I
1: think so, yes. Yes. So it, it doesn't always have, fit neatly in a box. No, depression this, does not fit in a box. This looks this way for everyone. It no, doesn't.
0: No, depression right. does not fit in a box. It is right. very different for different people.
1: Yes. But it's real.
0: And the worst thing that somebody can do to a uh-huh. person that has that uh-huh. deals with depression uh-huh. is start to give me counsel on what i should do
1: based on their experience and say well this is what i did and this
0: well not so much that it's the people that have not really dealt with depression and don't oh. fully understand it that okay. try to I give gotcha. counsel i got you i got you you just need to pray more you just need to do this right. more you just need to pfft, please, whatever. Um, I think a lot of people don't understand. They don't understand it. Yes. They don't understand it. Right. And it is, this is a real emotional, Mm -hmm. mental uh, illness that a lot of people deal with and a lot of people don't even realize they have it.
1: Right. Right. When you
0: realize they have it. And they're walking We're around. Or afraid to admit. Or well, they're afraid to admit it. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're afraid to admit it. So I say all that to say this is how I manage this reality in my life. Yes. These are some and things And maybe that, some
1: of these can help. Yes. Yes.
0: I'm not telling anybody this is what you ought to do. I'm not saying that. I am saying that this is some these are some practices that I employ that have helped have helped me yes to become stronger mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically and to help bring some completion to my heart to my soul my mind and my body and again I'm not telling anybody to do these things these are just some things that I've employed so here's first first thing is this focus on being not doing focus on being and not doing. And what I mean by that is um, to be patient in life, to be present in life, and to be deliberate in life. Now, those three things that I just mentioned there, those are. Uh, that was a that was a lesson I learned uh, from my friend Chad Wright um, during our basic course in the first of October of this year. That was one of the first lessons he taught before we even stepped foot onto that mountain and he said, "Be present, be patient, and be deliberate And the more I have applied that lesson. The more I realize how much truth there is to those three, to those three things: to be patient, being patient with people, being patient in prayer, being patient in um, in all aspects of this life, um, being present, being present with people, um, you know, sometimes being present in the moment, enjoying the moment, not getting lost in um and in in my own self but being present with with people and then being deliberate you know being deliberate with decisions being deliberate with um words that i say being deliberate with my schedule with my phone calls with anybody that i'm interacting with those three things um I have yet to find a, a, a hole in that counsel, in that wisdom. And when we focus our lives on doing, 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 then life becomes about what we do rather than who we are. And God has called us, and God has made us to be. Now, are we supposed to do? Yes, Mm -hmm. but our first responsibility, our first opportunity in our relationship with the Lord is to be.
1: That makes me think of Mary and Martha. Yeah. And Just the lesson there. Just sit. Just sit and be. And the doing is okay. Yes, I know we have to do
0: some. Yes, just be. Just be. So that's the first thing. Secondly, exercise regularly. Exercise regularly. First part of June, end of May, I had reached 240 pounds. I wasn't sleeping well. You weren't sleeping well, because I was always snoring and I was running you out of the bedroom and you were on the other side of the house. Um, My back was hurting. I was complaining because I was thinking the the bed was the problem. The the problem was me. I was overweight. And all that weight was mashing down on my spine and on my back. And I was having to carry all that crap. And I couldn't rest. And I was like, you know, at that point, you're on me about losing weight. Then on top of that, our ministry started saying, hey, look, you... We want you to set a goal for your upcoming ministry plan to how are you going to improve your overall health so i'm like well i ain't i'm not gonna be able to get out of this one so that's when i started working out at d1 Mm -hmm. over here in athens and um man what that was one of the best decisions i've ever made in my life next to next to trusting the lord for my salvation next to marrying you, um, I'd, put, I'd, put my, I'd put my decision to join up at that gym. Wow. In, I'm glad I came in, before the in gym. The top, in the top five decisions I've ever made. Okay. The top I'm five most agree. important decisions I've ever made mm-hmm. is not just, not just joining a gym, but joining that one
1: yeah, yeah, it's more
0: than gym it's way more than a gym, anyway, so being able to exercise regularly, and now I'm down right at forty pounds, sleeping through the night, going to bed early, getting rest, and you're actually in the bedroom with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm not running you out anymore, which that's awesome um, so those are. You know, focus on being, not doing, exercise regularly, limiting my social media. Um,
1: That's a big one. That's
0: a big one. That's a big one. Limiting my social media. Um, The only really social media I do now is Instagram. It used to be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I was constantly on Facebook. It was awful. I hardly ever look at Facebook anymore. Just hardly ever look at it but limiting my social media allows me to be present. Allows me to be present. Um, The fourth one is rest, to to slow down, to slow down. Today, you know, we had that time, I was, when we were driving around town, and after church, I was edgy so edgy. I was just traffic. It was traffic,
1: Christmas shopping people. Yes. Yeah.
0: From the place we went to eat to the to the two flipping stores. grocery stores we had to go to, then all the traffic. Yeah, it was like I had this spirit of anxiety that was just boiling up in me and I was like, "Oh, I got to stop. I got to I got to get out of here." It was like claustrophobia was just setting you in. You said that? It was awful, and I was just—I was ready. I—I I just wanted—I wanted to go home and rest. I wanted to go home and rest. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sit on my couch. I wanted to take a nap. That's all I wanted to do. And I think that in our life, um, in this culture, the pace of life is so fast that it keeps us from being present it keeps us from being pre- patient and it keeps us from being deliberate
1: so we have to be intentional yes to put those margins got to yeah to you, to take a sabbath
0: got to yes hey look if if god took one day out of 7 to rest what makes me think that i am better than that
1: Jesus himself did times to get away
0: if God rested Mm -hmm. that means I gotta rest I need to and then uh, the fifth thing is your time in in the Bible the, the time reading the scripture the time in prayer and also just being around people making sure you're with the right people and those right people are speaking truth and sharpening you as an individual. If you are constantly around the negative naysayers, it's gonna have an impact on you. And if you are constantly looking at how you can please people, that's gonna have a negative impact on you. Um, so you're, the time and the word, the. God's word transforms our heart and our soul, our mind. Um, and then the time in prayer allows us to pray for people, allows us to bring our requests and our burdens and what we've got on our hearts to the Lord. And then the people that we're around on a continual basis, those are the people that you know, are important for, uh, for our own growth. I mean I could go down the list, I can go down a list and name, give you names of people that that I lean into on a weekly basis um, for encouragement, either for me to give them encouragement or for them to give me encouragement. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those five things focus on being, not doing, exercising regularly limiting social media, eliminating hurry from your life, being able to rest, and then just taking the time to read your Bible, to pray, and to be around the right people.
1: So those all sound like truly things that all of us would be better off having these in our life. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So those are great reminders for all of us, but you, you know, are specifically saying that these practices do help you with managing the reality of Mm -hmm. of depression. Mm -hmm.
0: mm -hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's good. Yes.
1: Those are good, all practical, doable things that we yeah could all take
0: steps and one day I'll unpack the whole depression and anxiety story, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll come, but we'll circle back to that one mm-hmm. probably after the first of the year and um talk about talk about that okay. and some of those other steps that I took mm-hmm. that you helped me take, so okay well, that was speaking good speaking of next year,
1: yes. Let's throw something out.
0: A little challenge
1: for people to be pondering. Yes. Meditate, pray through it. Yes. Yes.
0: One of the things that I do with our staff and that my boss has done with me and our leadership team is he challenges us to come up with one word for the year that's kind of going to be our guiding word for how we're gonna live over the next 365 days. So I've been thinking about, okay, what's gonna be my one word for come come January 1? Uh-huh. I mean, we're, you know, it's December the 12th, we got, what, 19 days left in this Phew. year. Wow. Christmas is right around the corner. Wow. What's gonna be my one word on the on day 20? So I'm less than three weeks out for my one word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I started reading, um, uh, a book called The Gratitude Challenge By Stephanie Jones A.K.A. Uh, at giving gal, giving gal At Giving underscore gal On Instagram And I <clears throat> started reading that today And I was like, you know what? I think gratitude is going to be My one word For 2022 I'm just going to find places in every day what I am grateful for.
1: And choose.
0: And choose gratitude. gratitude. I like that. That's my one word.
1: Okay. So we want to challenge.
0: So our challenge to you is this. What is your one word? So you be thinking about that for this coming year. Yep. So... We hope uh, that that will encourage you. We hope you'll think about that. Um, If you do have any questions about depression, anxiety, if you need any help with those things, get help. If we can point you in a direction uh, to get help, we'll be more than happy to do so. Uh, Our email is um, uh, listed. Actually, you can check out our website, Uh, On our Instagram, the Cord of Three uh, Instagram um, uh, page. Our website's there. You can also uh, email us, um, message us on Instagram. We'll we'll definitely respond. So thanks again for listening. Hope you all have a great week. We love you. Grateful for you. Good night.